Thank you for tuning in to Cosmic Conversations. Today I'll be interviewing my friend Jonathan Blake, and at the end of the episode we'll have a short guided meditation, so please stick around for that. I think right now, because we're in the middle of the crisis, it's hard to really fathom the human cost this shutdown will incur. They use human cost as a general umbrella term to include the loss of life due to the spread of COVID, a shutdown that has left millions teetering on the edge of homelessness due to the economic collapse, but also the end result of millions of Americans being stuck in their homes with nothing but their anxieties and fears about the future. The quality of life in our country has decreased so quickly and so dramatically that it's hard to imagine a reality in which the epidemic of suicide and that we were already fighting doesn't become much worse. Which is why today I'd like to talk about something that has helped me over the years, and that's meditation. But before I move on, I'd like to clarify that I'm not making the claim that this is a cure or that it'll even help. If you're in pain, please go see a doctor get therapy, get medication. This is just something that has helped me and may help you, but it is in no way a one-size-fits-all remedy or even a remedy at all. It's just another tool you can add to your toolbox that may help bring you peace of mind. You might remember from my episode on the five major religions that Hinduism is essentially a combination of Aryan and Indus Valley traditions and rituals. Meditation is a practice found in the Vedantas, specifically in the Upanishads, the section of the Vedas that deals with meditation and deep ontological questions like the nature of being. But most other major philosophical ideologies also maintain some sort of meditative practice similar to the traditions set out in Hinduism. Even the generally non-dualistic religions like Christianity and Islam have a form of meditation through intensely focused prayer. I hold the basic belief that pretty much all the major religions contain within their dogma certain principles of living that appeal to our core needs and desires as humans. Principles such as love and kindness and hope, but also an inherent need for peace of mind. And the most consistently helpful way of achieving peace of mind is by learning how to quiet our anxieties through mindfulness and focus. What I usually hear when I suggest meditation as a method to deal with anxiety is something along the lines of, how am I supposed to shut out my thoughts when the thoughts are the problem? What seems to be the general misconception is that when we meditate, our goal is to stop ourselves from thinking, which is, as far as us regular folks are concerned, impossible. Unless you're a yogi who's been meditating for 30 years in an ashram at the top of a mountain, in which case, how are you listening to this right now? What I'm trying to say is you aren't going to stop your thoughts. In fact, the more you try to, the more difficult it'll become. Like, as Alan Watts has said, trying to smooth over over rough water with a flat iron. But what begins to happen when we practice is that we start to see that our thoughts are not us. They're simply something that happens in our brain without our control. In the same way that our heart pumps blood and our lungs take in oxygen. And when we get to this point, it becomes easier to separate our true selves from the neuroses of thought. My guest today is a really great friend of mine and possibly one of the kindest men I've ever met. Oddly enough, we met many years ago when he played a corpse in a play I wrote and directed. Fortunately for us, he is here with us today and very much alive. Give it up for Jonathan Blake. Hey, Jonathan. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Hello, everyone. Cool. Um, I, I am honored to be Justin's special guest tonight, <laughs> and I'm Jonathan Blake. Cool. Thank you. So, so what is what is your spiritual background? Can you talk about that for a little bit? Sure. So I was raised Quaker, which is a Protestant Christian denomination, and I attended Whittier Christian Elementary kindergarten through senior year. And then in grad school, when I was around 26, I started getting more into Buddhism. And then around 28, I attended my first 
meditation service at a Shin Buddhist temple in Anaheim. And I became a minister's assistant there and helped out for about a year. So I was a practicing Shin Buddhist. That, that's roughly, it's roughly been my trajectory. And then I, I also am very fond of Zen and Taoism. So, so I, I really like the idea of just going with what's present. There's a phrase that I really enjoy, nowhere to go, nothing to do, no one to be. That comes up a lot in Thich Nhat Hanh's work. And he's a Zen Buddhist who I really appreciate and was one of the first people I read. So that, that idea of just finding that balance and harmony and just letting things be. And that, that idea of what should I do with my day? Well, have you eaten? Yes. Well, then wash your bowl. And life can be <laughs> as simple as that. Right. So you, you would recommend meditation as a method, not just for spiritual health, but also mental health as well? It, it can be. Mm -hmm. It can be very positive for right. your mental health. It can be <laughs> um, <laughs> dangerous. If you're, if you're not in a stable place, going into that much silence can be unsettling. But I, I think with support and a community, it can be very powerful. What I found to be most helpful for me is that it, it really helped me see what my thoughts and feelings are. Like I, I kind of think of myself sometimes as like that sequence from the Simpsons where Homer is just backing into the shrubbery. <laughs> and meditation for me, I feel like is in a way of me sort of receding back into my mind mm -hmm. and everything that I may not have noticed before suddenly comes more to the forefront because I've let myself go back. It's helpful to see that or to be aware of how much is going on. Right. Kind of kind of just going into your own head and then seeing all the garbage that you've let accumulate. Yeah. And also just the idea of sometimes it's our judgment that holds us to those thoughts. But mm -hmm. if we're able to just watch our thoughts come and go. I, I remember writing once that all the thoughts that I came from, that I thought came from other people around me, the more time I spent with myself, the more I realized they were just coming from me. And I, <laughs> I just attributed them to other people. Right, right. What are meditation tips that have helped you out? Sure. So one of the first things I learned was to focus my attention outward and less inward because right. I'd be meditating on a beanbag <laughs> and I would be so focused inwardly yeah. that I would just start feeling very fuzzy and I'd fall asleep. Right. And I shared that with my professor and she said, oh, well, well, instead focus on like the sounds of the car driving by, focus on the smell in your room focus on the texture of the beanbag yeah. and that that helped me be present in a new way and right. i i also like the idea of meditating near a clock because yeah. i i feel that if we're talking about meditation as a way of being in the world or being with our thoughts then then really all you need to meditate is your body and your mind so that can be done. That can be done anywhere. And I I like the idea of it's now 
is the best time to love yourself or now is the best time to forgive yourself yeah. so if a person already feels that they're failing at meditation well that's a perfect opportunity <laughs> because because so many people spend their lives trying to look for an opportunity to practice forgiveness or compassion and you're there already so right. that's perfect and I, I also like the idea of like those whack-a-mole games <laughs> where the little moles would pop up and you hit them and if we think of those as our thoughts rather than hitting them every time they pop up what if we were to simply see them and so, that that's one way that i like to approach meditation so are there any ideas that you would like to get across to listeners about the art of meditation or about even the art of self-worth and the art of kindness to yourself and the art of honesty certainly i i remember the very first time that i meditated at the temple which was orange county buddhist church which they called a church because it was a japanese temple so during the internment camps they right. they wanted to appear as american they called it a church so i i went to the meditation service and at the end when they rang the bell i found myself smiling and it wasn't necessarily because I was happy about anything it was because my body was at rest and I feel when our bodies are at rest it's natural to smile and people ask me why I left Christianity or why I started meditating and I shared a joke with them about there is a man who is out on the ground looking for his keys and his friend comes out and says what are you doing he says I'm looking for my keys and he says okay I'll help you and then he says where did you last see him and he said in the house and then he said, well, why, why are we looking for them out here? And his friend says, because the light is better out here. <laughs> and that that's how I feel about meditation is mm -hmm. I feel it gives a light to what's going on inside of us. And it lets you just sort of be there. That was so important to me to have a space to just be there. I think the, the more that we're able to give ourselves that space and that peace because um, I, I feel that with comedy it's like we, we might want the laugh more than we want the silence but if all we ever have is laughter we're probably going to be wanting the silence <laughs> so I, I like the idea that with meditation you're learning to be with both that there might be silence now but eventually there will be laughter and there will be laughter now but eventually there will be silence so if you're able to be in that place where you're observing both i think you're in a better place to appreciate both mm -hmm. that's beautiful thank you john i really appreciate you sharing your ideas is there anything else you'd like to say before you hop off I, I used to host a monthly comedy show called The Calm Comedy Hour, right. where I would open every show by breathing with the audience and then saying, you are enough. Right. So I would I would like to close my time here by saying, you are enough. Thank you. Right. Thank you, John, for being on. way to get into the meditative state is by focusing your attention on the breath. Find a comfortable spot where you won't mind sitting still for a few minutes, just as long as your spine is straight. Begin by inhaling through your nose and exhaling out of your mouth. 
There's no need to be overly conscious of the action. Just allow your lungs to fill up to their natural capacity and then exhale. Your body will take care of the rest. What will inevitably happen is that your mind will begin to drift. Your thoughts will travel to the bills you have to pay, or a work deadline you have to meet, or the friend whose call you have to return, or the next meal you plan on eating. When this happens, don't try and force those thoughts away. Just listen to them. Just allow those thoughts to become background noise as you bring your focus and attention back to your breathing. See it and let it go, like a cloud, like a gust of wind. Our minds are very similar to a running stream. You can't stop the flow, but you can learn to flow with it. And if you're in a place with lots of noises and distractions around you, can treat them in a very similar manner to how you treat your thoughts, by simply allowing them to hit your eardrums. The barking dog, a lawnmower, a crying baby, even my voice. Just allow the noises of the world to play with your eardrums, and then let them fade into the background. Inhale through the nose and out the mouth. Inhale. Exhale. To get out of the meditative state, what I'd like you to do is begin by just feeling the position of your feet. Feel as though they are imbued with a golden warmth. No need to move them. Just begin to feel the way they are positioned, however that is. Still focusing on your breath. Now, allow that golden warmth to travel upward from your feet through to your calves, and then to your thighs, and allow it to fill your bottom half. Feel the way your legs are positioned on the couch upon which you're sitting, or the chair, perhaps you're standing. Now allow that warmth to travel up to your chest, and once it's there, allow it to fill your entire body. Imagine your entire being becoming imbued with golden light. Getting out of the meditative state can be jarring if not done properly. So what I'd like to do is count down from five to give myself a definite ending. Five. Four. Three. Two. And whenever you're ready, still focusing on the breath, 
begin to slowly open your eyes. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Conversations, and stay weird.